and welcome to UX Soup, a short-form podcast that looks beyond the buzzwords to give you the latest developments impacting the user experience of personal devices and services in the home, in the car, and on the go. As always, UX Soup is presented by Strategy Analytics, a global research and consulting firm providing our clients with insights, analysis, and expertise. I'm Chris Schreiner, and joining me today are both my co-hosts, Diana Franganillo. Hello, how are you both? Doing well. And Lisa Cooper. Hello. All right. So when we started this podcast, we wanted to, we knew what we didn't want this podcast to be, which was us sitting around talking about poor user experiences. As UX professionals, we want to provide recommendations and and best practices and sure talk about things that might not work optimally, but also talk about things that do work and try and help make things better. This episode is going to be the most challenging in terms of keeping that up uh, because what we're going to talk about today is customer service. And not just customer service, but customer service in an industry that's notorious for bad experiences, and that would be internet providers. So Recently, I've had uh, an experience with a particular internet provider. And so what we want to do today is kind of walk through this experience that I had, pull out some of the good elements of it, talk about some of the things that didn't go as well, and figure out how, as UX professionals, um, that experience could have been better and what could have been done about it. Sounds good. Sounds familiar as well. So we also don't like to uh, necessarily name names, uh, especially when it comes to uh, uh, poor experiences. So uh, this internet provider that that I used uh, is uh, U.S. based and you know handles New York and Southern California. And for the purpose of this, we're just going to call them Schmectrum. Schmectrum. <laughs> Schmectrum, so that you don't actually know what the company is. So. Let's go to the the beginnings of this. So the the impetus for me calling customer service on this day. So I was in a rental property and I was leaving this property and the person taking over the lease wanted to take over the account, which is something that is generally allowed, particularly in situations where you have roommates and one of them has a bill under their name and they end up leaving then another roommate can come in and, you know, they get their name on the bill, but they don't have to pay the activation fee and all of that. So this was the impetus. So to transfer account ownership, granted, this is not the most common reason to call, but it is, you know, given the number of times that people move and switch accounts, it is something that happens. I called customer service and this was actually a very good experience. Wait times were really short and I got a very knowledgeable customer service agent I explained what was happening and I, you know, I said, you know, I'm sure you can't really transfer account ownership. You know, I wasn't aware of the rules and all of that. And, you know, but is it possible for me to do this? And he was like, absolutely. Yes, you can. I'm like, really? How? He goes, it's really easy. We have this online form and you go out fill out the online form. You submit a little bit of information and we'll call you back in a couple of days confirm that you actually want to do this transfer and then it will happen. I'm like, wow, that sounds really easy. That was a great experience. There was one hitch with that, with this process, and that in order to submit the form, I needed the driver's license of the person taking over the account. 
and I never met this person. I'm a complete stranger to them. But here I am now asking them to give me their driver's license information. How this landed? When you ask, how did it well, land? Well, in my head, I was like, okay, yeah, this will be the end of it. And then I'll just go cancel service and this will be it. Uh, but this person came back and said, oh, yeah, absolutely no problem. Here's my driver's license. Okay. That's nice of them. Yeah, very trusting. So I'm like, all right, I've got all the information. I go to the website that the customer service agent pointed me to. And there was also very well done. It's really easy. It's got your account number already in there because you're logged in. You just put in the name, name of the new owner, upload pictures of uh, both mine and their driver's licenses, and upload the signed agreement to transfer ownership. I'm like, wow, this is really easy. This is really good. And then I hit submit. And it circles, gives me a blue circle for about 10 seconds. The blue circle turns into a red circle, exclamation point. It kicks me back to the page with an error message saying, something went wrong, please try again later. How long was the form, Chris? Was it very long? Because no. with all the uploading the pictures might have been a little bit painful. No, literally the, the form was uh, sign and date. A check a box, sign and date. And so that was easy. It didn't even tell you why it had trouble. Yeah, this is the first issue that we had. So first user experience issue is this error message saying yeah. something went wrong. It's not going to tell you what. There should have been some error code that came back to give you a little bit more information as to whether you know this is something that you could fix later on or that you need to call customer service for or, or that something was missing or... Maybe the file was too big or the wrong format, something. Yeah, some sort of for some sort of feedback. So I hit submit again and I get it again. And I wait. I tried later and I got it again. And at this point, I'm like, okay, something's wrong. So let me call customer service again. Hold time a little longer. And then I got disconnected when they tried to answer, which seems to happen a lot lately. Um, mm. so I call back on hold, uh, get on hold again and get a different customer rep. And oh, could I ask you, was there a menu when you call back or did you get straight through to a person you were just waiting? Oh no, there's always a, a menu. So you had to go through the menus <laughs> in addition to the wait. Yeah, they, they were pretty flat. It was maybe like three, three steps I had to press and it, they were, they were one of the, they were either ones or twos. So it didn't take me long to get there. This customer service rep also very knowledgeable, saying, all right, yeah, okay, so I don't know what's wrong with this form. It should work, so why don't you wait an hour and try again or clear the cache in your browser, maybe try a different browser. If that doesn't work, try a different machine, a different tablet, device, <laughs> laptop. I you want a laptop? on you. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. Yeah. <laughs> And that's fine. I understand. That. Sometimes website form things they don't work because you're you're you have too much in your cache or you know something in your browser is messing up. And yeah, I, one of the things to do is to switch. So I'm like, all right, and hang up. And I try all of that. I go to a different machine and and try it. I get the same thing. I clear the cache on my browser. I try a different browser. None of that works. I wait four hours same thing i'm like all right now i'm getting frustrated because this was 
supposed to be this very easy process. So I call a third time. We're now at this point a fourth time because of the disconnect one. And I'm on hold for a very long time. And I get another customer representative. He was pleasant and he's like, okay, I understand that's, yeah, that, that does seem really frustrating. I don't know why it's not working for you. Let me pass you on to the IT web department. I go, they pass me over to IT and I'm on hold on this for a very long time. And this time with no hold music. So it's just a silent line. Was that a plus or a minus for you? That's a minus for me because I, I at least need some, uh, some feedback that the call hasn't been dropped. Yeah. You know, I need to know something that I'm still in some kind of queue waiting. And so whether that's yeah, but- every 10 seconds coming back to me or playing some music that I could easily ignore, I'm okay with that. But silence, and the, and not the, very good. The, the fact, too, that they sent you to IT, you would think they would have called IT and asked if there was something going on. You know, that they should be shepherding you through that instead of putting the emphasis on you sort it out. Yes. So my expectation for that was that they would, yeah, kind of shepherd me to IT, like you said. So they would be there, oh, hi, Chris, here's this IT person who's going to help you. His name is, or her name is, and they're going to help you out. But that didn't happen. What happened was after about 10 minutes of silence, I get somebody answering the phone going, hi, welcome to Schmectrum. Can I have your name, please? <laughs> okay. Chris this Reiner. might be the sixth time that you tell your name and your <laughs> story about this, right? Uh-huh. And what can I help you with today? And I'm like, are you... Wait, I was talk- I'm thinking in my head that this is not the IT person. That somehow I'm just at another first-level customer rep. So I'm like, right. okay, I thought that I was talking to somebody. You know, I thought that I was going to be sent to the IT department. And he said, oh, okay, well, we can do that, but can I have your name? And I gave, gave him my name. And he's like, okay, so I'm the IT department. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like when people don't introduce themselves before. Yes, yes. It's like my name is this, and, and I think it was last week I called – to customer services, I don't remember exactly which one, and and I think they were even providing the um, employee number mm-hmm. because uh, and I and I thought that it was kind of like a quite nice and transparent yeah. and upfront just to say this is my name, this is my employee number, just in case because I think in the, it it puts emphasis that they are going to be doing a great job because otherwise you might report them quite easily. Yeah, the information wasn't passed. There wasn't that handover. So they were, again, starting from scratch. And so there's a little UX breakdown of, you know, we shouldn't be wasting time with me explaining for the seventh time what's going on. There should be notes. The person should have come over and explained it. Something. I have never, well, maybe never is very harsh, but I think I have never been through a process in which they transferred information internally. I have always been suffering from what you have just Mm -hmm. said that you need to be repeating the same story. And the thing is that it's frustrating in both sides because eventually on the seventh time, the person that is at the other side of the phone, uh, of the phone, it, it's getting your frustration and yeah. they shouldn't because it's not 
I mean, it's not their fault, but inevitably, it's, it's just that it's like you cannot help it. But that kind of shows, like, one of the main points is in this is how you can have different silos, and you might have a, a UX person within a silo that does a good job, but when it crosses into a different silo, there's nobody necessarily owning that part of it. I've actually had really good experiences in the UK where I've been passed to other departments, um, but they've talked to them beforehand mm -hmm. and then got back to me and said, okay, so either shepherd me through or they've sent me through and they've um, said, okay, so my name is such and such. I'm going to help you with this issue where they've already explained it ahead of time. Um, but so is this, is there more to this story? Oh, Did it oh yes. Oh yes. So, oh, please, please continue. Oh, yeah. we're, we're getting to the good part. So <laughs> he says, after I tell again, the story of what's going on, he's like, huh? All right. Well, let me put you on hold for a minute and I'll be right back and puts me on hold for probably about five minutes. And there is music playing this time. And he comes back online, says, all right, so you're trying to transfer ownership to this account using this online form i'm like yes he goes you can't do that <laughs> huh did he explain why or we, we don't we don't allow you to do that well that would have been a, a nice message or a nice header uh, of the form <laughs> i went but you have a website that allows you to do that and his answer was no, we don't allow you to do that. I oh, said, if wow. you go to this web page, here's the web page. That's what that page does. No, we don't allow you to do that. I said, if you go to the search engine on Schmectrum and type in name change, what comes up is account transfer transfer ownership slash change name and you click on it and it takes you to where you could get straight to this form because no we don't allow you to do that online no explanation that's not something that we allow you to do in order to do it you have to walk into a schmectrum store with the person to whom you're transferring ownership at the same time and show your id and and do it in person that's odd. What if the person doesn't live then, with you? Then you and lives in another state or something like that. Then you have to just cancel and have them pay the activation fee. Right. But it kind of blew my mind at that point that here is a very easily findable form for something that mm. your other customer reps say that I can do. Showed me that you could do it. And you're now here telling me I can't? You know, maybe trying to be helpful and only a slightly snarky, maybe you might want to put a change request form in to the website developers to take that page down or to change it. And the customer rep, rep went, uh, what, huh? I said, well, you know, maybe a change request form to, to make changes on the website so that this doesn't happen again. Oh, you want me to change something on your account? Oh, dear. <laughs> At which point I realized that this person, this IT customer representative really doesn't have an IT background or know the ins and outs of 
development, <laughs> the development process, which probably was too much of an assumption on my part. I'm like, never mind, never mind. You know, just maybe try and raise this point to somebody else that you have this feature available that is not available and you're going to have more people like me run into this, especially if customer service reps are doing it. And he just said, well, I'll just note this in your account. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is not nice when they prefer you to, I mean, prefer to waste customer's time and just uh, so the, cause frustration. Yeah, the, the breakdowns here in terms of cross-department communication, somewhere the decision was made to no longer provide this feature, I'm assuming, because this web page was up, worked well, and was set up fine. Somewhere the decision was made to not let people do that. And that never either filtered down to the people designing the web page or the people well, in charge of it. Well, but somebody cut the link. I mean, at some point, the submit button where it was not being directing the website where right. it, it wasn't to complete the process. So that must have been done by a person that knew that it, that was meant to be. So, and so that, there are better ways to remove the feature, as you said. Yes. And that decision was never communicated to the customer service reps that first pointed me to it because I called thinking I couldn't even do this in the first place. Turns out I was right. But, <laughs> but they, they weren't given the information that you couldn't do it. Well, at least we could say that they were robustly and consistently trained. Yes. Not the, on the right thing, but at least it's not like when you call and one tells you one story and another person tells you a different story. And then at some point, you just like, so, I mean, as you said, there was a problem in people designing and deciding and then feeding back. So I, I left this just going, you know, this is what happens when you don't have people that kind of own the experience across a whole company. This, you know, the whole idea of a matrix organization where you know everything's you have UX people within the silos, but UX people across to be able to make sure that when things have to get transferred from silo to silo, from department to department, or when changes are made that affect people in a different department, that that's covered and taken care of. And it was pretty clear to me that this company, for this part of that, at least dealing with the customer service element. Well, and the web page element, because it was still there, that, that that kind of cross UX pollination isn't there. And that's 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 one of the downfalls of, of not doing that and being kind of a very siloed UX organization. And and the fact that they clearly don't understand the user journey. They don't understand what a user has to do in order to do something like this, that there are different avenues to do it that there used to be this website, mm -hmm. you know, then there's the idea of going into the store. They, there's some lots of miscommunications going on and, and definitely no idea about the journey that the customers are going on. And I think I mean, they should have, they should have got the feedback from the customer service people that this is happening. I mean, they must, th there's no feedback loop either. They're, they're yeah. not seeing that those that you had called multiple times there should have been something saying that, oh, I've had X number of people today asking about this website and I've had to try and uh, course correct them through it. 
I know that they didn't work, but yeah, the first two people I called, they're still going to be giving out that information because that feedback yeah. never gets back to them. But having worked in a company that had a call center attached to it, it was actually in the same building. And, uh, we saw them once or twice a year. They're like, Oh, you need to know the whole customer journey. So they would have us sit with a customer rep and listen in on phone calls for exactly. an hour twice a year. But that was just to understand their side. There was still no feedback loop, no way of saying, you know what, I'm over here on this and I, I'm seeing that what I'm doing will impact you. Yeah, I, th I think in companies that do more matrix UX work, I get the impression that call centers are a completely separate entity that might not get in part of that, partly because of where they tend to be located. I was going to say it might be because they're not located often in the same country. Right. Um, this one was. Located this elsewhere. one was. But yeah, yeah. There, there are issues with, with co-location and issues with just turnover of customer service reps and all of that. That I, I get the impression that even in, in a, a good UX matrix organization that it doesn't quite move over to that call center space. But wow. oftentimes that That's is the touch point for the consumer could i ask um that particular company do they have a monopoly on they are in your area yes they are the only internet provider in this area there you go mm -hmm. there's there's no competition there's no um impetus to be better right because customers have no choice mm-hmm so, yeah, so but I don't know the, the end of the story then. So then you just cancel the service, right? Yeah, I had to just go and cancel the service. What could have been done seven hours before. <laughs> yeah, hold hands and go to, with that person that you didn't know to the shop. Well, and that, that was the last thing that he said too. He said, okay, well, uh, I'm just like, all right, well, I'm just going to go cancel the service. He goes, well, let me put you on hold to t send you to the trans to the cancellation people. I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to have to take the equipment back to the Schmeckdrum store, right? He says, yes. And I said, I'm just going to go to the store and cancel. So thank you for letting me get that off my chest. It's been, it was, <laughs> yeah. We should charge you for therapy sessions. <laughs> it was good therapy. I appreciate it. <laughs> it was nice. So if you'd like to send us any questions you may have or comment on your own wonderful customer service experiences, you can always email us at uxsoup at strategyanalytics.com. The show notes on our podcast website, ux-soup.com, have links to our recent research. There you can also connect with each of us on LinkedIn. A reminder that UX Soup is sponsored as always by Strategy Analytics. Check out the latest user-focused insights in mobile, automotive, and the smart home by visiting strategyanalytics.com. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now.